0: If you want to get involved, please reach out. Together, we can make a difference. You can use my code, Ryan10, for 10% off. You can find them on Instagram at kindfarmsinc, all one word. That's K-I-N-D-P-H-A-R-M-S-I-N-C, and their website is kindfarmsinc.com. Once again, my code for 10% off is Ryan10. And now, let's get started with today's show. Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have an awesome episode with one of my truly favorite actors and Australian as well, Toby Wallace. Toby Wallace just won the Best Young Actor Award at the Venice Film Festival for the movie Baby Teeth, which we are here to discuss. But you know him from other projects as well, like Romper Stomper and Netflix's The Society. It's such an awesome interview. He's so open about how he got his start being a young actor in Australia, kind of built his way up there and transitioned to America. And then what it's like to kind of have this amazing independent film that is so well received around the world and just navigating the film festival circuit and now it's finally out make sure you check it out baby teeth available now on all platforms here he is ladies and gentlemen toby wallace toby wallace welcome to an actor to spares how you doing brother thank you thanks for having me i'm
1: uh, i'm very well considering the circumstances
0: yeah man you look you look great your apartment is great a lot Mine is like very bland. But, uh, that, that's awesome, man, uh, dude! I'm such a big fan of yours, man. Like, I mean, what you did in Baby Teeth is insane. But I, you know, I love Romper Stomper. You know, and that's how I first kind of became aware of you when they when they made that. And, uh dude, you're about to like take over the world. You know, I mean, yeah, it's amazing. I've had so many Australian and British actors on the show, and it's just like you guys are. I'll say it and I've said it before, you're vastly superior. You know, you you guys come <laughs> here and you take our work because I think you guys are just better actors. But Well, that's a very lovely sentiment. I appreciate yeah. it, mate. <laughs> yeah, but talk to me. So you grew up in Australia, right?
1: I so well, so originally I'm from England. Oh uh, you are. Uh, so say so, I grew up in England till I was about ten years old, and then I moved over to Australia uh, to Melbourne in Australia. So um, I, you know, I got the worst of both. So do you have both
0: passports, then?
1: I actually do. Yeah, I've got dual citizenship, um, gotcha. but I've never, I've never worked in England, and I've always wanted to. So I think that'll that'll happen at. Hopefully, that'll happen at some point. I've always yeah, wanted man. to
0: go back. Peaky Blinders season six. Let's get you on there. But uh <laughs> but dude, talk to me then. So how how did that you know, like growing up in the UK, what did your parents do? Are you know, what what
1: yeah, so well, I mean, so um my parents met uh my my mum is originally from Australia, she grew up in Sydney, uh my dad's side of the family is very English. He's kind of old school English. Um and they both met and they had my brother and my sister in Munich in Germany. And then uh following that they moved to England and had me and then ten years later my dad got a promotion. And we could have chosen to live in, you know, in Cork and Ireland or, or Melbourne, Australia. And we lent more towards Melbourne at the time. And uh, and so I moved over there when I was, yeah, I think uh, around 10 or 11. And then I spent um, I've spent the majority of my time there since.
0: You have a memory of that moment of having to choose like in your childhood, do you remember the UK at all? I
1: mean, it wasn't really up to me,
0: but it yeah, was, yeah,
1: <laughs> true. Yeah. Uh, but it was, uh, I don't actually, all I remember really is being quite, I think I was still at that age where everything felt quite genial and jovial and all good, you know, yeah. like I, 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 I remember moving over and it was such a big move, but I, I don't remember having, uh, too many mixed feelings about it. I, I remember being quite happy and, um, and chirpy about it. And, uh, I do remember my brother having a hard time. So my brother was about, I guess he would have been about six, 15, 16 at the time. Oh, uh,
0: so he I, lost a lot of friends and had to come kind of restart his life. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you
1: know, you've got a, a fairly a good foundation of friends and stuff by that point in life, I think. And my sister in, in the same way a little bit. Um, so that was, I think it was difficult for them, but I got off. <laughs> I was very happy.
0: I hear Melbourne's great. Did you? Did you love growing up there?
1: I did. I really enjoyed Melbourne. Yeah. We grew up in, in the suburbs of Melbourne. Um, so a little bit out from the city. And, uh, and it was beautiful. I, I really enjoyed growing up there. I found it, I found it a joy, you know, it was, um, uh, lots of space to run around in, quite residential and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, it was a joy. I was, I was very happy.
0: That's amazing. Some of my best friends have a band there called Closure in Moscow. They're like awesome band. You should check them out. But, uh, yeah, man. So then talk to me about like, so as you got there at 10, what happened acting wise? Did you like, where was the moment where that kind of path began to open? Well, I, well,
1: I guess what happened was I started, um, I was always very interested in movie making from a young age. I think I was about, I think I was about 12 when I found my dad's video camera and I would, I would run around like making short films and little movies all the time. We're
0: talking the mini DV days. Yeah, the, the mini D- yeah, yeah, with
1: the tape yeah. and everything. Yeah. And, you know, I would I would basically uh, collect all my friends together and we'd make, uh, you know, little short films or movies or, you know, our version of Jack- Jackass or, you know, just kind of bits and pieces. I just got obsessed with this video camera and wanted to shoot anything and everything on it. Um, so immediately... It, it, I remember at the time making a, a, a decision to become a director when I was older.
0: Wow. Were you doing like and, the iMovie edits or what were you doing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. Exactly. yeah. I know I well.
1: Actually,
0: I got actually quite
1: into this sort of – I remember downloading like Adobe uh Premiere, Premier. yeah. Something, something like After Effects and downloading all of the – you know, these like, these like, uh, pre-made, uh, like after effects that. you Yeah. Get, they, they come you know, like and the, and, the, yeah. the muzzle flash on the gun. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love that stuff Yeah. So we, cool. We used to, to bum around with that stuff all the time. Um, yeah. and so, yeah, so we, so we were doing that, but, so there's always the interest there, I think, and the and the and the creative interest, I guess. But my brother had done drama classes in high school, and uh, I think maybe I, I basically lent into that and was like, "Yeah, that would be cool to do some drama classes. That looks like some fun." So I did some drama classes like after school when I was a kid, when I was about maybe 12, 13 and um, the drama class that I was doing outside school was connected to a little tiny, you know, little management company that did, you know, some auditions for, you know, modeling work and little bits and stuff like that. But yeah, so I joined them and then got got a few auditions and then did my first film when I was 13 um, with a director called Creep Stenders, who's uh, a well-known Australian director who – and at thirteen, that was just like i mean you know for the for the previous years messing around with a video camera and then to step onto professional film was one of the most like it was just so much fun and uh I do remember like i remember my, like my mum 's sense has been like she, you know, she was my chaperone going on when I was 13 yeah. this film and she was, she's always said that she was extraordinarily worried about me working on, on a, on a professional film like that. Cause I was always uh, quite hard to get the attention of at school. I was quite distracted and a bit of a uh, troublemaker. So she was quite worried about me walking on the scene, but she was, she always said that she's just never seen me so attentive and yeah. like, I was just like I wanted everything to do with it you know and I was behind the director's back the entire movie just
0: oh amazing
1: he was so welcoming to the whole thing you know like scenes I wasn't in I was with him at the monitor and he would he was teaching me everything and showing me shots and tricks and it was a, it was a gem of a thing to do at that
0: age So talk to me when you were doing those short films were you acting in them as well Yeah So you it wasn't like your first acting you know moment I, ge- I guess not. No. Yeah. That's amazing. So then talk to me about like you go from these DIY jackass style films to on this, you know, maybe million dollar set. Was yeah. that like, did you have an idea of the gravity of that as a kid or? I, I, look, I don't think so. I guess not because it, it was
1: the gravity in terms of pressure. No. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you feel – I don't think you – I don't think I felt any any type of pressure at that age. At that age, it was all just extreme fun and experimentation and, and just a joy to figure out. You know, I remember just having so much fun, for, like, realizing that of the, like, collaboration and, and, like, using your own ideas and that you can bring all of your own, own ideas. I mean, you're walking on set, you're saying – other people's lines and you're doing your thing, but but all of the collaborative process and the conversations you can have with the actor and the director was just so, uh, just was so sick to me. You know, yeah, I just remember yeah. being so enamored by that um, a- but, and the other actors and whatnot. I remember this scene in, in that movie, there was a, uh, you know, there's this scene where one character is giving the gold over to the person who's playing my dad, or, or maybe I'm taking the gold that's right. We were talking about me taking the gold from this, this, the enemy, basically who was passing away and that he gives me the photograph of my family. And we had this large chat about it. And I remember at that age being like, I would never do that. Isn't the point of the film to that. I'm not about the gold, that I'm all about the family that I want, mm-hmm. that I want, you know, home is where the heart is, is where the family is and taking the photograph. And, um, and we ended up doing it that way. And that was, uh, and that was just so exciting to me that you could, have that impact on the on the process, yeah. with everybody. You know,
0: that's so beautiful. And then it, when you when that film wrapped, uh, were you able to navigate rep through that, or did you already have it at that point?
1: Yes, there was a there was an actor on the film who uh, ended up, I think, passing over a uh, agent's uh, uh, details to me, and she is now my Australian agent that I've been with ever since
0: amazing yeah that's so cool man and talk to me like in Australia and living in Melbourne like you know I know Australian film like I'm a huge Chris Lilly fan and you know I know there's so many amazing obviously like Ben you know there's so much talent coming out of there but when you guys consume cinema there is it mainly local or is it a big mix of American and everything going on we consume
1: a lot of American stuff. I think we're, we're walking in the stride of America in a lot of ways, especially with, uh, pop culture, I guess. But, uh, yeah, a lot of American stuff. I think we watch pretty similar stuff to what you guys watch in terms of our, our stuff that we make ourselves though. Um, you know, there's, there's some really good Australian television, but in terms of films, I, I, I mean, there's not really blockbusters in Australia, you know. Yeah. The majority, the majority of the films that are released are more or less passion projects, and I think that's why you get so, you know, people's portrayal of of Australian cinema is is so indie based. Is because got of, it a bit.
0: That's amazing. That's very fascinating. And then when you were with this Australian rep, you know, because I know, you know, like Baz Luhrmann and I think like maybe even the Pacific and other American productions shoot in Australia, were you auditioning for American stuff as well or just Australian?
1: Yeah, it seems to be, it seems to be the thing that you slowly in, in the Australian industry, you more or less, begin to gravitate towards doing American work at some point in your career. Got it. If you're lucky enough to have some longevity to it. But it, it I mean, you know, it it's kind of seems to be the, the aim of the game is to eventually make your way over here. Cause this is just uh where you can make a living of it, I think. Unless you're doing television and whatnot in Australia. It's like this is this is kind of where you can make a, a bit of money and um, and make a living.
0: Um, Even for your 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 co-star Ben Mendelssohn, it wasn't really until he came here that he kind of became the thing, right? You know, like he had success in Australia. I know, but it was yeah. like- hero where he became the global sensation that he is.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, he was, I mean, he's, he's a veteran Australian actor and he's always been around. Um, so in Australia, he was always very well known, especially in the industry, obviously. But yeah, it wasn't until, I do not think it was until he did animal kingdom um that he that he his career blasted off and uh so well it, it should have you know yeah i mean yeah. he's he's unbelievably good at what he does and um Just what he does with characters, I've just—it's just so unique what he does with characters. I just haven't seen people portray.
0: Yeah, you know, I I was rewatching The Dark Knight Rises, and I forgot he's in that as well. You know, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, with Tom Hardy putting his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Asking who's in control. So (laughs) then talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) When when you you know you get knighted with that first credit, did you like you know I know Heath was probably younger at this point. Was there? someone's career that you were like, that's, that's what I want to do. It's hard not, it's, it's, <laughs> it's hard
1: not to always have a, a little bit in the back of your head. I think um, yeah. maybe especially as an Australian, but I don't know. I, I think it's hard not to, to see that gentleman as a, as a, uh, as following a, a, just a, an unbelievably, <sighs> Diverse and and powerful line of uh, jobs yeah. he did, you know. Um, but but Ben, but Ben as well, and all. I think you know the the further I get into the this job, the more I feel like you don't not to take it too seriously, and not to. I think I was fixated for such a long time about doing the right job and like something that I was going to be that was going to be exactly right, and that was going to be you know. Uh, just something of like expert like quality and, and all of that. But the more, the more I'm doing it, the more I'm realizing that, that it's so hard to tell whether a project is going to turn out this way or that way or whether it's going to be, I mean, it's just so hard to do. And if you feel like you gravitate towards a character or the, or the writing, especially just do it you know, yeah. just yeah. do it and, and don't, um, and just don't take it all too seriously, you know?
0: Yeah. That's a great, great. I, I, as an actor, I really, I totally second that, but, uh, talk to me did then you, about. Did you, did you train as an actor as well? Yeah, I did. I went to NYU. You went to NYU. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 I'm an I, actor. Heads, just do, just the say, uh, well, this is New York theater workshop. This is like a, uh, like a, off Broadway theater, where like Daniel Craig did Othello there, but it's like ninety seats. Right, 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 right. So oh, okay. it's a, it's like a really respected. I don't even think it's off Broadway. It's off off Broadway. And oh, okay, cool. uh, so, but like you'll get like oh, oh, Oscar, oh, oh, Oscar, right. Oscar Isaac was gonna. Basically, I think off Broadway means the Broadway means you have to be in the Broadway area. Off yeah. Broadway means you have to be above five hundred seats, and then yeah. anything below five hundred seats is off off Broadway. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right.
1: But, this is uh, where you're saying this is where that's where Oscar Isaac was. Uh, then, so Daniel Craig
0: did Othello there, and then Oscar Isaac was going to do the the three sisters with Greta Gerwig, but COVID canceled it. So there well I postponed it. it. Right, right, right. Yeah, but then so, sorry, we're sidetracked. It's not about me. It's about you, brother. But uh, so then, talk to me about training wise. Did you get in a class? Did you find a teacher like? Like I was talking to Daisy um, Edgar Jones and Paul Mescal from normal people when they were on the show and they, they told me like, you know, acting coaches aren't really a thing in the UK. Are they in Australia? Really? That's, yeah.
1: That surprises me.
0: I it's not really,
1: not really in Australia either. A little bit. I, I had, I, uh, I have had a couple in Australia just from, um, just from choice though. Uh, but I, so basically what happened was I, I think I hit maybe like 17, 18 and, um, there's a a school called 16th street in Australia that, that, uh, have pulled a lot of American, um, you know, acting uh, coaches out to Australia to do these masterclasses. So I did a series of, I think I probably did like five, masterclasses with them over the course of like, you know, two to three years or something. Um, and which were all pretty damn incredible. And you learn a lot from them. Um, one thing that I pulled from all of them though, is that you kind of want to be a lot of them were about empowering. A lot of them weren't even about acting particularly. They were more about empowering yourself and feeling empowered, Um, I guess to have the confidence to walk on stage and make a risky choice, you have to feel like you're, uh, on your own two feet, you know, that was, that was, that was maybe the base. That was like the cornerstone lesson that I think that I, that I got from all of them is that you need to have yourself, um, Whatever that means. You
0: know. No, I totally. So it was theatrical training you were doing. Yeah, yeah. It would be, you know, it would be like
1: Larry Moss or, or Elizabeth Camp or um or or, or, or any
0: of them. They would totally did, come. did do you guys do like Elizabethan classics, like you know William Shakespeare as well, or you, you know? Well, I mean, I don't think we ever did with those
1: masterclasses, but um, but we would do kind of like the you know
0: Chekhov and you know. So oh, the, the other classics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But is, is, there a, is there a big Australian theater scene? There is there is a bit, yeah. We, we try our artist. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. <laughs> we, we'll have to get you and, and Hugh and some of the other Aussies to come back and do something. We will have to
1: come back, yeah. We'll yeah. just over and um, we'll have to come back. I had a friend yeah. who was actually doing, was doing a Broadway play, poor thing, and it, it all got closed down. Eliza from the film. Oh, which one was she doing? She was doing uh, *To Kill a Mockingbird*. No way, she was in that. Yeah, man, she was. They were dead set. Attic- uh, well, I think they were towards the latter half of the season, but it was. It all got. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> it was- man. Oh man! Right. Oh, I would I have loved know, to have I mean, seen her in that. Oh, what a I know, bomb! I know. Apparently, it all went very well though.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Well then talk to me when you, when you hit 18, what was like, you know, was college something that weighed on you or was it, you know,
1: you know what I've, I look, I never did, I haven't done college. I never went to college. Uh, And I always feel like I, I missed out a little bit. I always felt like I really, I still feel like I want to. And I think I, I think I, I probably will in the end, probably not for acting, yeah. Um, I've thought a little bit about going for directing, but even with directing, I feel like doing jobs is kind of your, your best you, college experience of yeah.
0: learning by doing
1: how to learn to be yeah. a director. I mean, you just want to be on, being on set is the most, is the best place you can be. So acting has been very, uh, so to that, uh, to that a dream. But, uh, but uh, if you know, any other interests that I have, I think I'm going to pursue and I think I will do college eventually because I've always felt like I, I missed out on that a little bit or like I wanted to do that. Um, I think at a young age, you know, when I was almost at my 20s, I felt a little bit like um, who needs it, yeah, you know, because I, I think I'd had quite a bit of luck up to that point with acting and um, uh, I kind of wanted to, to pursue a career where I didn't have to do that. I could kind of run my line. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I, I think I
0: actually will. I think I will go to college. That's great, man. You, you, you definitely should. So then, when you were eighteen, did you stay on off- college? Yeah, I did. I went to NYU and then I dropped oh, out. Oh, yeah, and then I, I went on tour with a rock band and went down a dark path with drugs and alcohol, and then came back and finished and sober now. Awesome. But, uh, yeah, oh, I man. Yeah, how, yeah. How, how long sober? Uh, if I make it to December, four years. Uh oh, my man. What well yeah. my man? Yes yeah, yeah, thanks thank you. man thanks man yeah. day to time, not easy during this shit but uh, i i yeah i had yeah. yeah yeah, so then at eighteen where where did you go at eighteen i at eighteen
1: what was i doing i at eighteen I think I'd done a film called uh so, for year 12, at, so the last year of high school in Australia, basically what I did is I I did distance education because I thought I was doing this film, Boys in the Trees, uh, this year, uh, that year. And, um, and it didn't end up happening. So, I did distance education, which means you're basically just doing your whole school online, right? So, you're just mm-hmm. sending in all your stuff and you're doing all the work yourself, basically. And I did that over two years. Um, which was kind of bizarre and a little bit of a nightmare, but, um, and you know, I'd be doing, you know, exams while I was like in Spain, or uh, like you traveling around or whatnot. Wow. So, um, so that was interesting. Uh, and I think it was hard at the time because it was, it was a decision that I'd made and then the film didn't happen and, and nothing happened for a little while where I was kind of sat at home. You know, at the family house for God knows how long.
0: Were your um, parents supportive, or were they like, "Yo, you got to figure something out"? Yeah, no, they were supportive. They, they were yeah. really supportive. Yeah, they were supportive. Mum, dad
1: were always cool. been very supportive. Um, That's great. Um, but it was a, it was a hard, it was a hard time, and I think it was, it's kind of the battle. I mean, every actor's battle as you probably know, is just the, just sitting around. Um, Waiting for, waiting for the job and how to fill that time and make sure that you're filling that time, you know, yeah. make sure that you're actually doing something and not kind of, you know, playing a victim to the sure. space. Um, and so, so anyway, after that, I think I eventually did that film, did some travel and stuff for a while. Um, we had a film that went to the... Think at that age, I had a film that went to the Berlin Film Festival. So we yeah, you you that.
0: crushed the fucking indie film circuit, man. God damn, I gotta get your fucking credit record, dude. You're <laughs> playing it, brother. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was it was, well, <laughs> it was the only thing you can do in Australia. Yeah, uh, but then. Uh, and then after that, uh, yeah, it was kind of just diving into to kind of doing master classes and, and um and bits and pieces and trying to trying to do some work again. And then I remember f- and then I remember I think at twenty uh, twenty one I moved into an apartment in Fitzroy, which is kind of like the uh it's a little probably a little bit like the Williamsburg of Melbourne. Okay, and, cool. And, and that was great. I mean it was Bananas, but, um, you know, it was like, you know, me and two of my housemates in this, in this crummy, um, actually it was really nice, but it was, uh, but we made it crummy. Yeah. Living the dream. Yeah, dude. It was, uh, it was. You know, I think I would wake and I would wake up in bed and light a cigarette and walk from the, my bedroom to the, to the kitchen and, you know, like make breakfast and then have a beer. It was like, oh, oh
0: God, love that, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's um, awesome. But, but it, so that was good fun. And I started doing a, uh, I started doing a theater show at the time called Skylight, which is David Hare play. Oh, I uh, love David at, Hare at the Melbourne Theater Company. Mm-hmm. Um, Which was, uh, which was so much fun. And I hadn't done theater. I hadn't done a professional theater play until that point. So that was kind of my first experience of walking on stage. Um, and it was, and I thought it would, you know, I kind of walked on stage generally in those master classes and, and some training and stuff that I'd done beforehand and, you know, stuff in school. But I think at that age, I'd finally reached the point where the pressure had caught up, I think. And what I did now mattered, you know, not really to anyone in particular, but to me, you know, it was like I had something to prove to myself, and there was a lot of pressure that I would that I would put on myself, and I'm, I mean, it's it, it I mean, with that theatre show, it was like every single night I was so terrified of going on stage. Wow. And what I would do, and I thought it would end, and it, I don't, I don't think it ended until the. I, I think it went all the way through the last to the last uh, shot. Just, I was absolutely terrified of go on stage. Well, that's um, you, but you yeah. know when you go on stage, yeah. it's all good. You get on there and you yeah. You get on
0: there. That's amazing. And then when you did like Romper Stomper, you know, did you have the idea of that film being you know the icon that it was, you know? The, so the Robinson of the, the TV show, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was so that was,
1: I mean, the film was like a mammoth,
0: you know. Yeah, like every Australian, you know, like you know, that film, and every, every American that like knows anything about film loves them, you know, <laughs> really, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, really, yeah, it's huge, yeah, oh, yeah.
1: Wow, I, I didn't know that. I thought it was kind of the American History X and then we had our Romper Stomper. Was-
0: no, man, I, I would say Romper Stomper was as big, if not bigger, than American History X here. Really? I yeah. did not know that. Yeah, man, it was huge. And that's why wow. that's how I knew of it when you did the TV show, because like there were a lot of people that had, you know, I mean, to be honest, mixed feelings about it. But uh, yeah, yeah. What, what was it like being a part of that? That was awesome.
1: Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright, who directed Ron Pasomba and, and directed a couple of episodes and wrote this, the TV show with us was, uh, you know, I remember walking and doing an audition with him and right away you can, I mean, he's quite an intense individual, but he's just, he like just loves actors. Mm-hmm. He just loves them. He loves them and he just wants, um, he's so encouraging he's so encouraging i remember doing maybe i think i did the first audition maybe the second audition and then he called me before i'd gotten the role and he and i think we talked for like an hour and he he was just he talked about i think he'd seen a film i did called boys in the trees and he was talking about what he'd seen me do and what he hadn't seen me do and what he thought i was capable of and for like an, for like an hour and was just so um Encouraging and supportive, and and I just uh, I I don't think I'd really I don't think I'd ever fucking seen anything like that before. He yeah. was just he was so he was so um he was just so lovely about the whole thing. Uh, anyway, so but but walking onto that was I remember doing so I remember doing the audition for it, and you know the character is a is a is a evil, meticulous, you know, like uh, he's a piece of work. Yeah. Uh, but I think you can fall into the trap of playing that, you know, or, or trying to um, pander to the – Yeah, the it, totally. You know, you, if you see a malevolent character, you want them to look malevolent. But, yeah. but I remember walking to the audition and being like, just don't – there's got to be some way to make this – the information i think the audition was like a monologue or something that he was saying to the to the crew to the to the to the group and i came i came in and i was like just take this as relaxed as possible go in there totally relaxed and really enjoy the monologue take all the time that you need you know i went in and i and i read through the scene once or twice with the reader and i said okay yeah i'm ready and i just and i put the pages down and i just uh and i just tried to enjoy it like have have just enjoy every single word and just take heaps of time and that just seemed to be
0: the that just totally seemed to be the energy of the character you know <sighs> That's so beautiful, man. And and then how was filming? Was that amazing? Yeah, it was awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Film that, film that was great. Film, me, <laughs> me that. I mean, when you've got, when you've got, you know, like there's like you know, fifteen to twenty of these guys who are all <laughs> and we're, we're all trying to be as you know, just as unpleasant as one another. Yeah, and. And, uh, and that just became a whole lot of fun. I mean, we, um, we got, we definitely got carried away. We definitely got carried away at parts Cause you, cause there's so much, you're all trying to like, you know, drum a truther up and it's totally like, uh, one, one up and
0: yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. this
1: feeling of like, just, just kind of like aggressive and, and just kind of laddie boyish, you yeah. know, bish bosh that just went, that would just kind of escalate and escalate. Um, which uh, on screen looks very unpleasant But in real life it was, was quite a lot of fun But uh, it, it was uh, It was it was a gem to work on It was so much fun, it was so good I don't think I, I, it was the first role that I'd ever done That was like a uh, That had some velocity to it Like, yeah. you, you know, it was the first time I felt like I'd, I'd kind of I was a man uh, That I had grown up That I, had, wow. uh, that I
0: was not a team You weren't a boy anymore yeah. I, was, I didn't feel like I was a boy anymore, yeah that's beautiful, man. And then, you know, for time's sake, I know you had a lot of other amazing films, but let's jump into to Baby Teeth. How did that project come your way? So
1: Baby Teeth, um, I got the script and read it and uh, the writing is, I mean, you know, when you just like read writing and you just, yeah. write, it's just so easy. I always because, find... This, I, it's
0: not, Just interrupt, like I talk on this podcast, the difference between good acting and great acting, and like you're a great actor. Good acting is just like personalities, and what you did with Moses, like no one else could have played that man. Like it was, it was so interesting, and and just like the, it was so three dimensional, and just like the polarity of kind of where he's at, and mixed with her, and it was was amazing. So I can't imagine anyone else playing the role. So I almost feel like in some ways it was like written for you, you know?
1: Uh, I appreciate that, mate. That's yeah. love of you. I, I, I look, it would like, it always comes down for me. It always comes down to the writing, whether the writing is really good. Right. And whether that, that's something that you connect with and that, that, that makes your job easier because yeah. it does. It makes your job unbelievably easy. If the writing's good, but every, on top of that, every, every now and again, you do get a character that you read it and you just go like, oh, that's just, that's so close to, that's so close to me, you know? Yeah. And the trick then is to not try to do too much with it, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, like I remember reading the script and just think like, I mean, his like, his sense of humor and his, and, you know, the tumultuousness that's going on with him and, and everything was just so damn relatable. And it was, uh, it was then just a job of not getting in my own way. I think,
0: wow. um, did, did you, was it a long audition process or
1: I, so from what I remember, I think I did, I either did. A, oh yeah. I did a self tape with a friend and that felt really good. That felt really great. the, Dialogue was so easy to play with and um and have fun with, and we sent that in. And then I went and met up with Shani, the director. Yeah, and I remember meeting up with her to do an to. I was walking in to tape with someone who could who was possibly playing Miller. Yeah. So I taped with her and then Shani had me stay to read with the next two girls. So I, so
0: like chemistry read style. Yeah, exactly. So I just did
1: that with Shani all day and that all felt really good. And, um, it gave me a chance to play with the character a lot in the room with Shani. Yeah. And that was, uh, so that day was, was kind of sick and it felt very, it felt very good after that. It felt very, um, I think me and Shani kind of walked out again. We got this.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and when, when Eliza walked into the room, did, did, did it all change? Well, I
1: didn't, well, I know. I never, so I never read with Eliza. And no and way. Months, like months fucking later, we, I was in Boston doing a TV show in America. And Eliza at the time was doing, uh, was doing, um, little women. Wow. Which was also, which was also shooting in Boston. Yeah. And Eliza was friends with a girl with a girl who was uh, doing the show with me. And so I one day I had like maybe five friends over from the show over to my house, and, and you know the girl was like, "Oh, can I bring this my friend Eliza? She's doing a show out here, doing a movie out here." And I said, "Yeah, of course." So Eliza actually came to my house in Boston, in the middle of Massachusetts. No way. And and uh, you know we had a couple of guys, of wine this night, and she went away and. About a week or two later, I heard that she got the wrong baby teeth, and I was like, "That girl, no!" <laughs> in like Belmont, in Belmont, Massachusetts, near you know, like it's just totally bizarre. Uh, and I think she'd done a couple of tapes a while before that, and Shannon had come to the realization that she. Uh, the way Shani tells it is that she couldn't figure out exactly. She had such trouble figuring out who Miller was herself. Yeah. And she was, she was, uh, she was still at the drawing board kind of months, months, months later, maybe a year later. And so you were the first attached to this. uh, No, I think Ben and Essie. Essie was. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Essie was actually attached to a previous, um, Group, we were gonna do the, we're gonna do baby teeth, uh, previous director and stuff that 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 ended up not happening, Um, and then she kind of followed the trail and and was doing it, and then Ben, and then me, and then Eliza.
0: Wow! And did did you did you guys get on that night? Like, I hope you did. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I remember. I
1: remember us getting. Yeah, I remember us. Yeah, we we really did get along. Yeah, we we uh, yeah we did. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was super weird. And then it was so easy because it was so, um, you know, I remember going and doing rehearsals and me and Eliza started hanging out immediately. I always think it's just. You know. Wait, where
0: did you guys film? In Australia?
1: Yeah, we filmed in Sydney. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we, so I got back. I think I got back from doing this TV show. She got back from doing Little Women. I had about two days. You know, in uh, Melbourne for Christmas and some celebrations with, with family and friends, and then went directly to Sydney on like the 1st of January to start rehearsals on baby teeth and start getting smack bang into it. Wow. And uh, so that was an unbelievably crazy time.
0: Wait, so there oh, was, what, uh, for a film of this kind of heavy and this, the gravity of a lot of the scenes you guys did have rehearsal. We did, yeah, yeah, we did, yeah, and I guess like because because in America you don't do too many rehearsals. Oh no, uh, man, you're, it's so rare that you ever did that, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I I feel I feel that's actually one of the one things in Australia that we that we do that we do kind of get right. I've always loved rehearsals. I think they're so. Um, it's Great. so you, you can just see it, like you yeah. can just see the way that rehearsals affect it, affect the movie. It's yeah. like. It, it just that time to prepare and to yeah. chat and to talk and to get on the same level and, and to play and actually to start playing so that you're yeah. not like walking on set and like, what am I doing? You know? Um, cause you know, when you walk onto a project and you're, and everything's so. Yeah. Like I mean- until the second week into it, you're like, you've no idea what you're doing.
0: It's, like I, I, I can share this because he, he shared it on this podcast. This actor who I love very much, Glenn Fleschler, was in The Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. And Wa- Joaquin doesn't do rehearsal. And they talked yeah. about how, like, you know, for the first three weeks, the character was so different than what we saw that they ended up reshooting it because it just wasn't there. And, you right. know, that that's his process. He, he likes to discover it in, in takes and, you know. Yeah. And, so I, yeah. it, it's interesting how, you know, I can, I guess both sides work, you know? Well, and- I think, but, but I think it's also, it's also the thing, what strikes me about
1: Joaquin Phoenix is that it seems very much like he's a very, he's laser focused with, with moment to moment stuff, right? Yeah. He's very, it's why he can give such unhinged performances and have it so believable and naturalistic and feel so in the moment is that he's just obsessed with you know, like choices that he's making in the moment, you know, yeah, and yeah. he's got this very, uh, unpredictable nature about him because yeah. he almost seems unspecific. And I know he's a very, you know, like from the way that he talks about the way that he approaches characters, he's obviously does this immense amount of work oh, and gets very yeah, specific totally. background stuff, but it's just with the acting style. And, uh, but I've always found that. And I've lent. I think I'm in the middle somewhere, but I've always lent a little bit more towards towards that kind of stuff. And but I've never I've never found that rehearsals gets in the way of that. I think it's like it's the start of playing for me. It's like you you get to begin to make choices so that on the day you've got a range to choose from, and you can switch it up, and you can and you can mess with the other person, and you can joke and taunt and laugh. And you have all these, you know, like intentions and objectives you can choose from to, um, to do that moment to moment stuff, I think, you know,
0: and that really helps solidify the chemistry between, you know, Moses and, and Mila. Is that how you say it? Yeah. 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 Mila, yeah. 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 Mila. Was that yeah. like in the rehearsal, do you feel like, okay, we got this. We're going to be, all, be I re- all right. I
1: reckon. Yeah. Cause it's, yeah. it's so, uh, and I mean like just even in rehearsals, part of that is hanging out. It's just hanging yeah. out. Yeah. It yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that does so much of the work for you as well. Um, uh, so, yeah, and we got along. I mean, Liza's just an absolute sweetheart. I mean, her got along extraordinarily well. So yeah, it was such good. a
0: beautiful film. And how was it for you? You know, you said you obviously you knew who Ben was getting in the ring with him. Was that awesome? Dude, that was like Ben was one of my favorite actors
1: ever. So, like, I remember watching Bloodline. I mean, like. Oh, he's one of my favorites, too. I know, dude. Did you yeah. see Bloodline? Yeah, man. Of course I see Bloodline.
0: He's amazing.
1: Damn, character was so like just the way, just the way that he handles characters. I just have not seen that before. That scene with him and Sam, with him and Sam Shepherd, that the where he's asking for money. Oh, you know,
0: have you ever seen like, a, a place beyond the pines? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, yeah. dude, all respect to Ryan Gosling, he's great, but like. That motherfucker <laughs> out acted Ryan Gosling and stole the show. You know what I mean? Like, that was I Ben Mendelsohn's it. movie, dude. <laughs> I, I love
1: there's this, there's this, uh, there's this, uh, scene where they're celebrating one of their first heists or something. Maybe oh, was, yeah, yeah. Movie.
0: And they're dancing. And, <laughs> <there> with, uh, <laughs> and
1: that's just Ben. That's oh, Ben. You know? Oh, man. And, and he's such a, uh, he's such a joy to work with because he's so, um, I mean, he, I mean, he's insane. He, he like walks on set with, with, with like speakers and just plays like gangster rap music all day. I've
0: heard that. So that yeah. is true.
1: And apparently he's, he's just been doing it for years. He's just like, that's, what that's so doing. awesome, man. And, and he, uh, but a lot of it, I think, is to release energy. You know, you can yeah. see him really like, and he's, he comes on set and he's making like 42 jokes and he's talking to like 50 people at once and, He's screaming and doing this and that. And, and, um,
0: so he's and, not like method and, and eating lunch. No, time. no, no, just so, having yeah. fun. Just yeah, literally yeah. just
1: having fun. And then he's, I mean, you know, he's mad as a haddock. He'll come on and he would just like smash heaps of coffee and cordial and this, that, and the other. And, you know, he's he's got heaps of energy and he's kind of releasing it, releasing it, releasing it. And I, I began to realize what he was doing because he would, you know, like, I think me and him, Uh, we're on the same page a little bit in terms of like we could, we could relate to each other. Uh, I I often, I often find it hard to, to get rid of the, to not walk on to set with a bit of fear and anxiety. And, you know, like I I would have conversations to him where he'd be like, dude, I I get it. Like I understand. Like I, I just don't want to, I just don't want to suck. You know, I just don't want to suck so bad. Yeah. Um, but then he would be like, you know, you just don't need to, you just, don't worry. I get it. You just don't need to worry too much. Just remember to relax. And I realised what he was doing every day was just releasing energy, releasing energy, releasing energy, getting everybody else's energy up, you know, but blah, 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 so that when action is called, you just, you're not thinking, you know, yeah. you're not like worried about what's going to happen next. Yeah. Um, and as long as I think if you're in the scene, and you're not thinking about the next line of what's going to happen next or what the next thing is, and you're genuinely there and you're not sure what's going to happen next, yeah. then the audience aren't going to know what's, what's going to happen. Totally. So It's you living, just gotta... not, not, not
0: anticipating. You know what I mean? Yeah, you,
1: yeah. you can't anticipate. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, then, I mean, obviously, you know, because we got a limited amount of time, talk to me about then having this amazing movie, and then, you know, it goes away for a bit and you see it cut, and then you got to do the film festival circuit. Like when you saw the cut, were you, were you blown away? Or did you already know when you walked away from it, that it was good? Cause you said I, before you, you never know. Dude, you know? I knew like, like, uh, look, dude, I
1: knew from the moment that I read the scripts that the movie was going to be sick. Yeah. Like I haven't read a script that good.
0: Wow. So
1: I, so I knew immediately it was going to be a dope movie. I knew it was going to be a sick movie. Yeah. When I watched it for the first time, I loved the movie. I thought I'd ruined it.
0: Oh uh, that you didn't it at all. That's a natural I think we all have that repulsion to like seeing ourselves, you know? Yeah, yeah. I really believed it. I really believed that I like ruined it.
1: It was like terrifying to me. Oh no. Well, you yeah. didn't
0: at all, man. I th- I think Venice Film Festival, you know, awarded you Best Actor for a reason. I, I couldn't <laughs> have been more surprised by that. What was that like? Talk to me. Because, like, you know, obviously there's Sundance and there's, you know, Tribeca in America. But, like, you know, I, there's a great Sam Shepard quote that Americans make movies and, and Europeans make uh, cinema. You know what I mean? And oh, yeah. So, like, Venice and Cannes, like, You know those aristocratic, like real, like cinema festivals. What what did it feel like navigating that? Uh,
1: It was uh, it was pretty cool. Venice, Venice was um, Venice was a
0: ride. It was uh, because you come on uh, like a boat on a to the premiere, don't you? Yeah, (laughs) it's so sick, dude. uh, (laughs) Have you been? I know. I mean, I went to fucking Milan and and I was like so close to going. I hated it. I wish I would have went to Venice. Milan's <laughs> well, so boring. It's like you see two things, and then you are like, "All right, well, that's Milan." <laughs> I think how did I get that?
1: I think you arrive on the train, so you kind of come yeah. across the water on the train, which is beautiful. And then you know you get to the docks, and you get on you get on a boat, and everybody's going like hundred different directions, and you know there is all of these islands around, and you you take a boat to you know your whatever your hotel or something. But it was, it was, I mean, it's spectacular. I remember getting there and I think I got there. It was kind of crazy trying to get there on time or, you know, there was a bit of bish bosh. And then I remember arriving and I was going to this like a dinner, like the, the, you know, the dinner, whatever yeah. the dinner was at yeah. the museum, some, you know, one of these museums. So we're like taking a boat and we all get suited up and dressed up. And, you know, the four of us, me and Shani and Eliza and, and Shani's husband, Dan and, We went to this kind of museum dinner thing, and we're walking through this museum. It's like it's like three stories. There's like no one in there. There's just one person showing us around, and I'm like, okay. And then you know, like we go into one room. There's like all these like amazing, just kind of things everywhere. And I'm like, this is just like a beautiful city. I don't even know what we're doing here. And then like I go over and there's someone like explaining some artwork to these three people, and I stand next to them. And then, and then I suddenly realized that the person is like Todd Phillips, and like, I'm standing next to Walking Phoenix, and like, oh my
0: god, so you were there during the Joker premiere?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, and then we all go upstairs to dinner, and we're all just having this beautiful Italian dinner up on this like rooftop. It was like days like that that are just like what, like what, what the <laughs>
0: yeah. So then, at what point was it a Dad Festival or before that? You finally realized like. Oh, I'm, I'm not, I didn't ruin the movie. I'm, I'm, I'm I, 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 you know, I know it's hard well, for. Then,
1: you- so, so the premiere, so the premiere happened, right. And that yeah. all went very well. And it was, you know, that big thing and the standing ovation. I don't even, I think even at that point, I felt a bit dark about it. I was so happy about the the movie and about, uh, <laughs> and, uh and, and, and just about the reception in general, but I still hadn't, I was, I was still not convinced. And then, um, but then, you know, the, and then the closing night came. And I remember that morning, our uh, publicist came up and was like, I oh, just, if you, they're just saying maybe you prepare a little bit of something. If something, you know, if something happens, if you want to do something. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah. you know, if you want to like prepare a little bit of something, you might want to prepare a little bit of something. And I was like. What? And then yeah and then I was like, okay, like, I, I don't know what he's talking about. It's, it's probably just, it's probably nothing. Yeah. I, I go to my hotel room and I'm like, oh, I'll just prepare. I will just, I remember everyone's name. Yeah. I'll write names. Yeah. So I and then, um, and then we go to the night and it's like, it's like, it's huge. I mean, the auditorium is massive. That, that, that theater is huge. And, you know, we go in there for the awards thing. And we're sitting there in the aisles, and you know, walking this like in the aisle next to us, and you know, there's this person here and this person there, and uh, and then um, and then you know, we're halfway through this thing, and I think I turned to Shannon like just as they got to the to the uh, to the young actor thing, and I turned to her and I was like, do you think I have time to like, just go to the bathroom? And then they said my name, and I was like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <I'm> like, <"What?"
1: laughs> shut up so did you remember everyone's name i did remember the same but everything else i just like just came out of i was almost happy that i didn't make it you know because i was happy that i didn't make a speech because it felt,
0: yeah because it can be a little pretentious and, yeah and yeah.
1: i kind of have a laugh about it yeah. and i and it felt very from the a little bit more from the heart and, yeah totally Your you know, is like. Of. Squishy as that sounds.
0: Preaching about, you know, some kind of world poverty issue in Sydney. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I I didn't get to that. Yeah. Next time. We'll do it again.
1: (laughs) Well, dude, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, it was cool, and then and then when I was up there, I actually I just felt a lot of pride for the for the film and stuff. as you should, man, you, and, you, for, you and for everybody, that. everybody involved. In that. I felt a lot of I felt a lot of pride about it, you know.
0: As but, you should. Well, dude, I I, um, I got so much pride and proud of, of you, man. What what's next for you?
1: Um, well, we were about to, you know, like five days before. COVID shut the world down. We're about to fly to uh, Boston, Massachusetts, to film the second season of The Society, which is a Netflix show. A Netflix show, yeah. Um, But uh, so that's been postponed for a while. But auditions seem to be popping in again. Things seem to be moving. You know, there are projects that are definitely being put together. I've heard through... Friends, that there's some shows that are going ahead in like August, possibly. Yeah. Um, so things seem to be moving, yeah, in a direction. I think everyone's unsure,
0: but people are pushing ahead. That's great. And are you here in the states full time now?
1: I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna stick it. I'm gonna stick it here. I may even stick it out here until my visa runs out, which I think I've got another year and a half on.
0: But oh, uh, amazing. Well, so, dude, come visit me in New York. We'll hang out. We'll have a time.
1: Yeah, dude. I think I'm actually coming up there in a couple of weeks. So,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you on Instagram? Yeah, dude. Yeah. All right. All right. So, I'll show you a follow message, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thanks so much, man. I got so much love for you, man. And, Thank you, and you, man. Yeah, you too, man. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so yeah. Much. And, dude, I'm so proud of you. And, and Baby Teeth's out now. For, it, it's going to be out this week, right?
1: Yes. It just came out on the 19th. Yeah. Uh, it came out in
0: America yeah all right amazing so everyone yeah, check yeah, out yeah. baby teeth toby absolutely crushed it so did eliza and ben and everyone and Shannon. dude i love you brother i'm so excited and you, uh hopefully i'll see you in a few weeks in new york thank you man i appreciate it man it was my right. pleasure yeah, dude. so much love all all the best, right. Later, brother. What's up. if you like the show rate review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts thank you for listening